Welcome to the worst gig of my life. I'm Joe Lucas and I chat with musicians, bands and comedians to hear the real, uncensored stories of the worst gigs I've ever played. This week's guest is Evan Hocking. Evan is a very funny comedian who shares some very entertaining stories about his worst ever gigs. If you like this episode, don't forget to check out Evan Hocking's podcast, Good Banter. Evan also runs the Aussie Pub Comedy Tour, running gigs for venues, sporting clubs, breweries, wineries, fundraisers and of course pubs go to the aussiepubcomedytour.com for more info this week's episode contains bad language so don't even think about listening or watching if you're a young impressionable child we'd also like to thank our caterers devour it catering who provide award-winning pies for all of our guests enjoy the show thanks for coming on the show mate <laughs> mate thanks for having me it's uh not a bad set we're just saying off air it's not a bad uh, not bad setup you got how many bedrooms about four or Four bedroom, yeah. Right. Three bathrooms. That's it. Right. Garage. In the heart of garage decked out. Uh, I mean, this is the shittest joint on the street. But, uh, <laughs> it's uh, no, it's good though. For uh, how many? You got three or four in here? Yeah, four in here plus a dog. Great. So. Not, a, not a bad share house because I've uh, I've had some. Uh, I lived in a garage for about three months when I was in Port Douglas. So. Was it nicer than this? Uh, it was not, mate. Because. <laughs> um, my first night, I had just a, a mattress, single mattress on the ground amongst, oh, there was, there was old fridges, there was old, <laughs> there was shit for about five days. I slept on this mattress and thought, what, what has my fucking life become? Hard to and bring a girl back when you're sleeping it, on a single yeah, mattress on yeah, the ground. Very hard, very hard. I mean, you could sneak her up under the roller door though, but uh, you just had to. But yeah, I ended up getting a double bed and uh, decked it out pretty nicely in the end. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, good fun. So this is uh, this is a ripper, mate. Ah, thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, great. Four months of hard work, but uh, got here in the end. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So, um, so obviously uh, the worst gig of my life. Yeah, worst gig, worst gigs. Yeah, any story will go. Yep, yep. So obviously. Uh, I've got a few that stand out. I've got a mix here of the worst gigs I've done. I've got a mix of because I also book other comedians. Yep. So and also I, I run um, comedy tours. Yeah, so, beauty. So, so a bit of a mix here, but probably we'll start. We'll start with maybe the first one, and I'm sure there's plenty over the years that I've uh, I've forgotten. Um, or just wanted to put out of my memory. Yeah, repressed uh, it. Repressed, yeah. repressed memory, and just thought, fuck that, because you you do do a few shit ones, and uh, you're still doing shit ones. Um, but in 2016, I got booked to do a gig at the uh, Croydon Hotel, out on the Maroondah Highway. There, it was for a it's like a punters club. Yeah, nice. Or something like that. And the only problem was it was on the same. It was on Sunday, but the same day as uh, Bathurst. Right. That's yep. right. Yeah. So, and you, you turn up to the pub. I had to take my own sound, and um, I said to the bloke, I said, "Oh, where, where's the gig taking place? Have we got a private room or what's happening?" And go, nah, nah, mate. We'll just do it. We'll do it in the middle of the public bar. Um, these. Punters Club guys are, are gonna are gonna be uh, here, and they got to do some awards or something like that. So just set up 
like underneath where the TV screens are, which at the time were Pump and Bathurst and, um, you know, maybe the whole time that's October, so maybe there was some cricket on, there was some NFL, yeah. there was shit on these TVs. And I thought, no, nah, that's fine, no worries. I'll, um, I'll set up and then I'll just tell the publican, mate, just can we turn the TVs off? Because there's, so, well, there's so many times you, you turn up to a pub and they just don't, they don't get it. They don't yeah. get it, like... They leave like the music it. on, and they yeah, leave the they're... music on. Club Kino, there's blokes just just cheering their horse home or whatever. Like turn the fucking races off. What's going on? But they go, no, nah, we've got to keep that shit on, you know. Anyway, but I said, oh, it'll be fine. I'm going to be on for. And I said to the bloke, I said, oh, how much do you want me to do? He said, oh, if you could do half an hour, that'd be. I go, yeah, okay, half an hour. I just turn these TVs off. So I set everything up. And then I say to the, the guy behind the bar, I said, all right, time to go. Can we, um, can we get Bathurst off the TV? And he goes, fucking nah. <laughs> mate, we can't fucking turn that off, mate. They'll be a fucking right. There's no way we can turn Bathurst off. I said, oh, well, can... what? You can't. He goes, no, we can't. I said, Did they no. have the sound on or was it just the screen? Uh, I think it was just the screen. Yeah. But literally, so I'm, I'm set up like... Here, the screen is literally there. There's another screen here. I said, can we move it from this screen over to that screen? I said, all right, well, I can do that. Yeah. So, and I think that was when the bloke said to me, doing, running the gig, he goes, oh, I said, how long do you want me to do? He goes, oh, if you could do half an hour. I think I'll be fucking lucky to do two minutes, mate. <laughs> this is going to be horrific. And uh, as it was... I start, and it's one of those things as well where I don't know. So there's other people in the bar as well. There's like these punters group who probably didn't give a shit that some no-name comedian was coming to do stand-up. Yeah, uh, they not just exactly wanted... a no-name. Come on. Oh, okay, Come on. all right, all right. I've got I've got one thousand seven hundred followers on Instagram. Woohoo! <laughs> Viral baby. Um, and uh, yeah, you're just going. What the fuck? Am I doing so? I start off, and first, my game plan was get a few jokes out quickly. So I did that, just getting nothing, nothing. So even from the people that asked you to be, there. even from the people that asked me to be there. But it's in a public bar. There's big high tables, and just getting not much. Nah, fuck it, nothing. And then all of a sudden, like. Your brain's just going, oh, I'm trying to do another bit. I'm forgetting out. Insecurity kicks in. I'm just like, uh, just trying to plough through it. I forget how the joke goes. I'm stumbling on my words. So then what I do, I thought, well, fuck this. This You know, two minutes in, I go to the crowd. I start trying to do a bit of crowd work. Hey, what's going on? You're married or this or that. And they're just giving me nothing. So I'm just, uh, I'm just dying here and I go what the fuck is going on I'm just going there's and you know there's people like going looking at me like that and then just looking up at the TV so I'm sort of doing it to maybe three or four people who are and everyone else is just looking at Bathurst yeah I'm just dying in the ass and I must I reckon I've just plowed through I might have got I thought maybe at about Oh, 15, I might have maybe got to 20 minutes of just 
bombing, just doing whatever I could to try and do this, do that. I'm going talking to this bloke. Hey, you got a small dick. Hey, what's going on? Hey, you don't see a fucking big nose, mate. You can smoke a cigarette in the shower. It wouldn't get wet. You know, I'm just just doing whatever. Just looking for anything. Looking for anything. And um, at about 20 minutes, I said to the bloke, some bloke was just looking at me, just like in disgust. I said, hey, mate, what's going on? And he just sort of gone. He just gone like that. And I said, ah, oh, oh, thanks a lot. Cheers. See you later. See you later. So I ended up, uh, yeah, th- that's the one that sort of stands out the most. Yeah. Where. Painful. Right from the start, you've got no. You know. like, like, you stuck it out for 20 minutes, though. Like. Yeah. That takes a strength of character to not just crumble after five minutes and go, fuck it, I'm going to leave. Oh, like, yeah. 20 I, minutes, that's pretty good. Yeah. I sort of, um, I think that maybe comes from the uh, the footy background where, you know, when, you, when you're on the field and things aren't going your way, just Come stick it down. out, stick it yeah. out. You know, even if it's going shit, even if they started throwing shit at you. Yeah. You know, you're just like, I'll, I'll, I'll stick it out. I'll try as much as I can. To get close to the 30, but yeah, I reckon it might have been about 20, 22 minutes. And when the bloke gave me the Respect. thumbs down, like, it uh, felt like just on the voice, if no one sort of turned their chair or something yeah. like that, it was just like, uh, see you later, I'm out of here. But then the thing was, I had to hang around because then the guy who booked me was auctioning off. You know, so he's a uh, Dustin Martin bloody oh, no, jumper, continues. blah, 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 you know, yeah. and shit like that. No one cares. I think I took a photo of it with him, Bathurst in the background, and it's just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> so uh, that was one that I sort of left. I, I was sort of laughing a bit. I was sort of like, ah, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah, Can't do much. And cry, you know. Yeah. But you, and you... And you you drive away thinking, uh, what could I have done differently? Um, yeah, there wasn't much I could have done. It's poor form by the people that booked you. Like, if they're booking you, surely they would know what kind of jokes you tell. Yeah. He's got nothing from him. Nah, well, well, it was sort of, it wasn't booked through the punters club. It was booked through a an agent who was doing, like, sports memorabilia. Right. And shit like that. Yeah, so okay. he basically, he might have gone there and said, oh, let's get a comedian. This would be a good idea in the middle of the public, public bar yeah. on a Sunday while Bathurst is on. And uh, clearly, clearly not. No, I don't clearly think that's a good idea. No, not at all. Not at all. So uh, that's probably the one that maybe haunts me the most. I still um, think about it sometimes. I do. I do. Just, yeah, just how ridiculous it was trying to perform with uh, Bathurst. On in the background. Um, Did you get paid in advance at least? I got paid on on the day. Uh, it wasn't too much, but I guess on a Sunday it was. Uh, I wasn't doing anything else. I mean, yeah. So I, I just took the cash, and but then then you got to and when you got to pack down the gear, yeah. Um, you sort of you go from. Yeah, is this guy really a comedian, or is he just a fucking the dude? So you set the sound up. Yeah. You have a shit gig, then you. Pack the sound down and, oh, it's pretty humiliating. Yeah. Mm, mm. Just, um, Let you wipe it off. Disbelief that you just pushed through and went to 20, 22 minutes. That's That takes a, a strong conviction. Yeah. yeah. Respect for that. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, cheers, mate. Cheers, cheers. So we'll go, we'll go into another one where 
this was 2016 as well. I, I sort of was looking back at a few gigs and I'm thinking, fuck, 2016 wasn't a fucking great year. <laughs> it wasn't your year, was it? Wasn't, it wasn't my year. I was, uh, I was probably, what was I, maybe four years in. And I was doing some all right gigs, but and then you start getting booked for all these one-off gigs, you know, not just straight comedy nights. And this is where you start learning yeah. to survive in certain situations. So this was at the Lake Wenderee Footy Club up in um, Ballarat. Oh, yeah? Ballarat. I got booked to do a reverse draw. Do you, you know what a reverse draw? Yeah, I've been to a few for cricket. Yep, yep. Uh, anyone listening... Or watching, if you're not sure what a reverse draw is, how it works is everyone buys, say, a ticket for fifty, a hundred dollars, and what they do, you get free grog for four or five hours, and then during the day, what they do is they uh, draw out random numbers. So if your number gets pulled out, you're out of the draw. Uh, you know. You, a lot of these you can win five or seven grand or something. So. I won the first one I went to. Did you? Yeah, four grand. Yeah, right. And all the boys came out in the city with me. They're like, oh, yeah. 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 No, no, I'm going to England and play cricket next yeah, year. I'm not spending is... a dollar on you. No, fuck you, mate. Yeah, you, you've, <laughs> had four hours of, you've had four hours of free piss. <laughs> Shove up your ass, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and how it works is they draw them out. And so, obviously, as people's numbers are getting drawn out, they don't give a shit. So, they're just talking and whatever. Uh, till the till the last number and they win it. So I turn up to the Lake Wendere Footy Club and you know when you walk into a joint or you go somewhere and it, like this these rooms just seem massive, like huge. And there must have been at least two hundred and fifty, maybe three hundred people packed into these rooms. I turned up, I think I was meant to go on at about three thirty. So I got there at maybe quarter to three to just check it out, get a bit of a vibe. And so at quarter to three of this reverse draw, I said, I said to the president or whoever I was dealing with, I said, oh, how many numbers are you drawn out? And he goes, oh, no, we haven't drawn out any. I said, man, it's quarter to three. Shouldn't you, be, uh, shouldn't you have drawn out some numbers? He said, oh, no, no, we're not running it like that. Um, what we're doing, we're just uh, at four o'clock, we're just going to draw out one number. So it's not a reverse draw. It's not a reverse draw. It's just a bloke. I said, so has anyone, what time do they get here? They said, oh, 12 o'clock. So they've been drinking for almost three hours. No one's been on the microphone. Just doing nothing. Just doing nothing. There's not a band. (laughs) There's not nothing. There's not a bloody jumping castle for the kids. It is just people getting shit-faced in the club rooms. And I said, so has anyone said anything on the microphone since... Yeah. yeah, but nah, they've just been here drinking, oh, drinking nah. piss, and yeah. But you'll go on at three thirty. Um, oh, and also the the free grog finishes from the last half hour is three thirty to four o'clock. So organise this. I know. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. I know because I've done reverse draws before and they've gone all right. So I turn up and then also they said, oh, also a club legend died during the week. So technically, this is a bit of a wake for him. I'm like, oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> this guy's kicked 100 <laughs> goals, 10, se- 10 years in a row. He's a club legend. He's uh, And I'm thinking, oh, and he's, he's, he's bloody died. So You've been I'm, absolutely ambushed here. I this turn is up and I'm thinking, ooh, this is going to be... And I'm looking around the room. I'm thinking, 
But the president goes, all right, no worries. Uh, I'll get you up, 3.30. I said, whatever you do, just try to get their attention. Don't bring me on until they're listening to you. Don't bring me on to just... And, uh, oh, God. So he goes, all right. Like, and no one said anything for three and a half hours. All of a sudden, I've got to get up there and try and entertain these uh, pissed um, morning um, people who want to get to the bar to get their free piss. Um, and he goes, oh, thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for coming out. It's been a great day. Uh, we'll draw the number after your comedian. Uh, please welcome the stage, uh, Evan Hocking. And seriously, not one person. Like, there were people at the front sitting at tables and they sort of just going, hey, what, what, what the fuck's happening? I don't even, I yeah. don't even know. You've had knew, no chance to build I don't even know if there was a, they knew there was a comedian coming on. Um, I, and I sort of looked at him and go, mate, you can't, you can't bring me up to that. You've got to, no, you, you're going to have to try and get their attention. Yeah. And he had another crack at it. And in the end, I just walked up and I'm just going, oh, shit, I'm trying, I had to do half an hour. I'm thinking, yeah. oh my God. So once again, a few jokes in. I'm thinking there's a few people sort of watching and listening, having a bit of a laugh, but then there's people at the bar who wouldn't have even known I was on. Oh, fucking um, You know, there's conversations here, there. I mean, I don't know if they could hear me. So I, I don't know at what stage it was, but I think I went to someone in the crowd once again. I thought I'll try and do something <laughs> here. And it might have been a, a woman, and I said something that I shouldn't have said. And I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus, now everyone hates me. Do you remember what you said? Oh, I can't remember what I said, but it might have been something about, I don't know, whether she was single. I said, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, you know it was, how sometimes... It wasn't her dad that died or something. Oh, God, especially yeah. horrible. My dad's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know where you just, and sometimes you just, everything's a blur sometimes when shit's not going well. Yep. You're like, Jesus. So all of a sudden, I had a cordless mic and I thought maybe I'd seen it, uh, some comics do it before. I'd maybe tried it before. Maybe I could go into the crowd to try and, because people at the front were sort of, I'd sort of lost them because I'd ripped shit on someone I shouldn't have. <laughs> and then I get into the crowd and I'm doing, I'm st- at one stage I'm doing a bit standing on a chair I'm standing on this chair just delivering my material to who any, anyone who would listen. Don't listen up. Um, yeah, and I think, I think at that stage I might have maybe pushed through, you know, got to about 20... I'm not still holding the mic. What am I doing? Um, yeah, got to about, you know, 25. I think I probably did about 25. Um, and then go, oh, it was sort of... I had them in patches. Yeah. People in patches. Gives you that glimmer of hope that glimmer maybe it's going to turn around. But also as well, you're just going through material and you're thinking, I can't do these big act out or these longer bits because no one's going to listen yeah. enough or they're just going to zone out. So you're sort of just trying to play to people who are listening. Mm. Um, yeah, so maybe I did 25. Went back up and sort of, you know, afterwards you know, People come up and go, oh, mate, you did. Well, fuck, that was a bloody hard, tough crowd. Mm-hmm. Tough crowd. I said, no shit, mate. <laughs> Jesus. So uh, Ambushed with the reverse draw. That's actually a reverse draw. Reverse draw. Slash wake. Slash wake. Slash, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, we got there. We got there. But I, I think that one affected me as well. That was um, it, That was maybe four years in. 
as well. Where because I I just had that thing where you just want to, you know, you get booked some and you just want to do well. Yeah. You want the club to get value for money. You 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 want to be great. You want everyone just you know cheering you out of you know cheering you out of the joint and yeah. then you you sort of and then because it's a pretty maybe it's different with a band but when you're a stand up and a gig isn't great you sort of just you walk out with your tail between your it's legs it's just you you know you can't even blame it on someone else no no I mean I could blame it on that but also at that time and once again you're just going over in your head what would I have done different could I have done anything and I look yeah. back I think I don't know if there was maybe I shouldn't have ripped shit on the girl in the front um, but the odds were stacked up stacked up against me yeah very slim and, chance uh, of that ever going well mm, that's it that's it so they're two of probably the worst ones or the ones that left me or just at the Shaking. time going, this is hard. This yeah. is hard work. Um, I'll share one because also I, um, apart from getting booked myself, sometimes I'll book other comedians yep. for gigs. So Hopefully you don't book them to wakes. No, no. I'll make sure I find out what the gig is first. Yeah, yeah. So I can get the right comedian, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is going to be a wake. I said, eh, maybe don't have stand-up. Yeah. But, but a juggler. Um, <laughs> so this was, funny you should say, this might have been 2016 as well. 2016. Uh, the shit show continues. People think 2000, COVID was shit. I'm like, 2016, <laughs> that's my COVID. Yeah. That's my COVID. But this wasn't me. So this was... I I did a gig for it was the Basin Footy Club and it was their thousandth ever game. So oh, beautiful. Yep, they've been in the Eastern Footy League. Um I'd done a comedy night there before. They said we're having our thousandth game. Uh, we're gonna have a luncheon during the day and then later on at night we wanted to what they wanna do? They wanted to do something with a comedian who could maybe oh present the players. Um, you know, they're going to be all the greats were coming back. Um, yeah. Yeah, they were going to hand out these trophies, med- medals. Big fanfare. Big you know, fanfare. Huge, they're getting all event. the club legends back. And, yeah. Mm, mm. So I did the gig during the day. Um, it went all right. I, th- I think I sort of emceed and then maybe, um, you know, interviewed some people. Um, there was no dramas. Uh, that might have started at 12. So then, you know, at about 8 o'clock that night, I had to go to another gig. I think I was up in Mansfield. And when you when you it's book... Yeah, yeah. When you book someone for a gig, you just you always... You just want to know how it's going. Is it a good gig? Are they having fun? And so I'd been meaning... I booked... Um, Adam Rosenbach's Rosie, who uh, does a bit on Triple M. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's been doing it for years, and he, he's he's got his own sort of footy podcast. I thought, oh, he'll be he'll be perfect. Yeah, he'll be he'll be perfect. So I'm just about to burp. <laughs> um, so he'll be good. So yep. anyway, and I'm wondering how it's going. I hadn't rung him, but then I see a tweet from him that says, "You know the gigs." not going well when you get pizza thrown at you. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, fuck. what the fuck? What the fuck's going on? So I'm straight on the blow. I'm like, yeah. Rosie, Rosie, what's going on? He goes, oh, mate, it was fucked. You know, he said, mate, they're sh- they were shit-faced. 
they, um, yeah, they'd obviously been drinking all day. Yeah. And he got up and tried to introduce, all right, we're going to bring up some. I don't even know if he did stand-up. He might have tried a few jokes to ease him in. And he said it was just like mayhem. Yeah. Mayhem. And then like he went to introduce, uh, maybe bring someone on. And I, I tried to find the tweet. I couldn't see that. But last year during COVID, he tweeted, um, yeah, he said, I did a gig for a footy club once and someone threw pizza at me and hit me. It stuck, and this is the gig, it stuck to my leg for a second, then dropped on the floor and no one apologised. One guy said, I wasn't aiming for you. And the president said, what a waste of pizza. I, uh, I miss comedy. So that was when he was locked down. But uh, I think in the end he just looked at the president and goes, fuck, should I still... Like, there was no point in being there. Yeah. Like, if all these club legends, <laughs> people are throwing pizza at you. What can uh, you even do there? What can yeah. you do there, mate? Maybe just grabbing it. Yeah, not, not bad. Hawaiian. Uh, you've got to catch it midair. You've got to catch it midair. It back but is when the only way to turn that situation. I think you lose a little bit of uh, your... Because usually, if you've got the microphone, you're in control. But I think you lose a fair bit of your control if people are pegging pizza at you. And... Uh, and if yeah, and if, if you do you. crack the shits, then that's actually what they're going for. So you don't want to give yeah. them the satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I think Rosie definitely wasn't going. I need to stick and do my time. He's like, "Fuck this." <laughs> yeah, I'm out I'm of done. here. Didn't I'm go the twenty minutes here. like you. The twenty five right. minutes. Nah, that's bomb. right. So yeah, so uh, he, he had, we have a laugh about it. But um, that was a. Does he blame you for booking him? Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't blame me. I've booked him for other gigs, and that's it's right. uh, they've been all right. They've been all right. So uh, that that's all good. Um, I guess we could talk about. I've just got back from um, Port Douglas. Beautiful. Yep. So I, I went there three weeks on holidays. I was booked to do. I just said to a few people, I know a few people up there. I said, if you've got any gigs going, um, yeah, I'd love to jump up. And yeah, I managed to book a few in. But then on Australia Day, uh, a mate who I know up there, uh, Crawf, he said, man, yeah, I've got this uh, sort of like a birthday party, um, Australia Day party. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got they've got a few bands, and then we're going to jump up and we'll we'll do a bit of stand up. So I didn't know I didn't know much about the gig. Um, it wasn't like he sent me a run sheet of when um, when I'm on, how it's going to be structured. I said, oh, what's the go with this gig? Like what time? Yeah. What time are we jumping up? Um, and I had no idea. Going where in completely it, blind. I had no idea where it was. <laughs> I'm th- I thought it was in someone's backyard. I yeah. thought, ah, backyard comedy, far north Queensland, that can work. But I yeah. mean, you're thinking Australia Day. I'm definitely not going to be sober. Yeah. But you know, he said, "Yep, yeah, I've told him we've got to wait till it's dark. Do comedy when it's dark." I'm like, "All right, okay." It sounded Why? like. Well, sort of. A lot of the time you think, um, and it's probably more at comedy clubs that... Um, so they like can't see people's faces. If people are lit up... Relaxed. Yeah, if people are lit up, they tend not to um, laugh as much. Um, yeah, maybe, self, self-conscious, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. You know, laughing in front of other people, strangers or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, and I had no idea what time this thing started. Um, 
So I get I get a message. I'm about ten minutes away. Yeah. And um, I get a message. He goes, "Oh, are you still coming down for the gig?" He said, "Yeah, mate. I'm bloody I'm ten minutes away. Uh, what time's the comedy starting?" He goes, "Oh, in about fifteen minutes." I said, "Ah, sweet, perfect, mate. Yeah. Perfect. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just bang out ten or fifteen minutes each. There you go. Sweet. This will be all right." Now I I was going in there though also not knowing what I was walking into and thinking it was a birthday party slash a stray day party. There's going to be some loose units. And I turn up, I go, Crawl, what's the go, mate? We, we jumping up. He goes, nah, oh, nah, they've, they've pushed it back. They've pushed it back. They just cut the cake. I thought that would have been a great time to jump up. But now nah, we've pushed it back. We've pushed it back from quarter past seven. They're going to do it at eight o'clock. I said, all right, no drums. And this gig was in a warehouse in North Cairns. I don't know if you've been up to Cairns, but no. North Cairns, not one of the classier joints. It's in this industrial state. I turn up, people are just shit-faced. They're on acid. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. But still, I'm looking going, this wouldn't be the worst gig I've done. So we can make it work. So the band gets up, there's bands playing, there's people... Bloody yeah, whatever. And yeah, there's people. Um, don't know if anyone was getting any action in the car park. It was mainly just most likely, most likely. But there's people pissed, and yeah, there was another bloke who was jumping up. He's like a spoken word dude, and he's like, oh god, like, po- like poetry spoken. Yeah, word. something like that. But a bit um, he did a bit of rap or something like this, and he's he's okay. there. He goes, oh, fuck, I don't know about this. I said, mate, we'll be right. Just go up, have some fun. She'll be sweet, mate. Yeah. Yeah, what's the worst thing that can happen? Oh, there's heaps of things that can happen. But this is coming from (laughs) the worst of the worst. Yeah. No, it's it's not going to make or break my career or anything. And uh, so it gets to 8 o'clock and Croft goes, ah, fuck, another band jumped up. Oh, no, he might have said, oh, we're going to do comedy in five minutes or something. And then another band jumped up. I said, what's going on, Corf? He goes, oh, no, they've pushed it back out to bloody 8.30. Now, he's getting the shits now. Yeah. Because these bands just keep jumping up, playing music. It just shows you, you playing bands, mate. Comedians are the fucking lowest of the low. We, uh... Oh, and maybe mimes. Mimes. underneath. Mimes. Jugglers. No, Jug- I, I reckon it's jugglers... Hard, to, hard hierarchy to really figure out, isn't it? It's a tough hierarchy. It's a tough hierarchy, but... Comics are right down there, right down, yeah. unless you've got a name. And even then, sometimes they don't give a shit. So then it's blowing out. It gets about 9 o'clock, and Croft goes, all right, five-minute warning, comedy's going to start. I go, all right, fuck, we'll see what happens. We're going to move chairs there and whatever. Yeah. And then as the comedy's about to start, start some, another band just jumps up. Fuck. Croft, he walks up to me with... A bit of cash and goes, great set, mate. And I go, oh, what? What do you mean? He goes, nah, fuck it. The comedy's off. Here's your money. They can go get fucked. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone. He's, he's thrown the town. He goes, no, go jam it up their ass. Yeah. We've tried to, you know, do comedy once, twice, three times. And so you've been there for what, like three and a half hours? Oh no, not point? three and a half. I got. I was there for maybe a couple of hours. Yeah. A couple of hours, uh, just waiting to go on. And yeah, just give me a bit of cash. Easiest Great. gig of your life. Easiest gig. 
So it's, it's not probably the worst gig of my life, but it was just something where... Well, it's, a, it's a shitty experience though, isn't it? Like you're there and you you want to perform. I mean, that's you want, why you're in it. You know, and you I was still going, do I perform? Like I wasn't getting much. It was basically, it was just a bit of a thing to, while I was up there. If I was getting paid more... Pocket money, yeah. yeah. If I was getting paid more, I would have said, no, nah, bugger it, let's do it. Um, but at the time, I thought, oh, ah, fuck it, I'll just take the money. <laughs> and uh, by that stage, he's like, nah, they can go get stuff. <laughs> so I was meant to have six gigs up there. I did five. So mm. One freebie. One freebie. So that's... um. So work out where we go from here, mate. I've got... Um, we could also do... Um, because I also organise... Um, me and the twins, who you had on episode six, Nelson twins, Nelson yep. twins. Um, you both. Um, probably about how many years ago was it? Maybe three or four years ago. Justin Nelson had this idea to come up with the, the Aussie pub comedy tour. There you go. Get around it. Jump on the uh, Facebook, the Instagram. Get some merch. Check out the merch, the hat. Get on the website of. Uh, Got about a thousand hats done, and I've got nine hundred and ninety nine left. That's uh, that's mine. I had to steal that, but uh, no, I got a few done. Um, so we thought let's let, let's book a tour. Like we'll we'll find all these country pubs, and we we're going to do it January two thousand and eighteen. So I got on the phones. I said we've got. The Nelson Twins, Chris Franklin, uh, you know, you know Chris Franklin. He sings. Not personally. I'm a yeah. bloke. I'm yeah. a yobo. So bang, we've got this tour. I go. I've got it. All right. I ran with it. I've got to find these gigs. So, on like the maybe the tenth of Jan on a Wednesday, we booked in Mulwala, RSL. Beautiful. Big venue up there on the river. Yep. Um, you know, it'll be pumping that time of year. Uh, the next night was the Thursday at the Caledonian in Echuca. Um, I knew someone there, so we locked that in. And Friday was the Royal Mail Hotel in Nagambi. A big hello to Goldie and Amelia down there. Thanks for having us. They've had us a few years. On the Saturday, we drove, and this... Probably not the smartest. The tour manager was a bit of a fuckhead, um, <laughs> i.e. me. We've driven from Nagambi to Portland, which was like a five-hour oh. five drive. Um, Yuck. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a great drive. But Saturday and then on the Sunday on the way home, we were doing the Anglesey Hotel. Yeah. All right, so the five gigs are locked in. We've got a month to promote these things. Let's get as many people out. It was a mix of um, a straight budget. There was a mix of a guarantee and a door deal. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking, if this goes well, we can... We, Bang. What Nas- a, national. What a great start to bloody 2018. <laughs> Let's fucking make it rain, boys! <laughs> and um, so a week before Mulwala, I'm chatting with the other ones, and yeah, they're going all right. But I thought, let's get off to a good start. Mulwala, RSL. Uh, so a week before, I ring up 
the venue. I said, oh, how are ticket sales going? And, and one of the receptionists goes, oh, boys, this is great. Um, you've sold like 130 tickets. We're moving you up to the, we're thinking about moving you up to the bigger room. And this was one that was uh, the guarantee and then um, uh, ticket sales, like take a share of the ticket sales. Oh, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, delicious. First gig. So we're still a week out. We could sell another hundred. We're in this massive room. We're going to be national heroes. Uh, they're going to write books about us, do documentaries. I'm thinking we've already paid for the tour, mate. This is massive. Yeah. And I'm telling the boys, boys, we've sold 120 tickets. We're flying. And uh, so I'm thinking, oh, mate, I'm, I'm rock hard. <laughs> it's bloody all happening. I'm thinking, how am I going to spend these millions of dollars? And then two days, so the Monday before the Wednesday gig, I said, oh, well, bloody beauty. things." And I'd said to them, I said, uh, I'll print the posters. Do you want me to print the posters out and send them up to you? They said, no, no, we'll do all that. I said, oh, beautiful. Things are flying along. They've done the posters. And uh, on the Monday before the gig on the Wednesday, I ring them up. I said, oh, well, obviously, have we moved to the bigger room? You know, do we have to, is there a bigger venue we can go? What's going on? They said, oh, actually, um, we made a bit of a mistake. Our receptionist was looking at a gig, another show from a few years ago. Oh, no. Like, what? I've just gone, oh. The erection's gone what? down. <laughs> I've, uh, I've pissed oh. my pants. I said, oh, no. how many tickets have we sold? She said, oh, you've sold 15. What? Ah, oh, you bastard. <laughs> Uh, 15? Yeah, it's over. It's but over. But I'm thinking, how? The joint is packed during summer up there. Yeah. I said, all you got to, like, I don't know, there's no comedy up there. Like, how are we not selling tickets? <laughs> so I'm, def I'm deflated. I'm thinking, my life's over. I've got to tell the guys that we've sold 15 tickets because they'd already spent their money as well. The <laughs> Nelson twins had bought a, a joint in bloody a mansion in Brighton. I said, Just maybe hold off, fellas. Um, so on the Wednesday, me and Franklin drive up. We get to the Mull Whaler RSL at 12 o'clock, the day of the gig. We walk in and we expect just posters of our faces everywhere we walk up and you go fuck are we we're in the right joint here where are all these bloody posters they've got bloody life-size cutouts and magicians and some other wanker who's playing a saxophone or something <laughs> like where's all the aussie pub comedy tour posters get in the joint there is not a poster up we go we go to reception go oh, hey guys we're here for the show tonight um where's Where's the posters that you said you put up? And some lady walks out. I don't know if she was the lady we were dealing with. She goes, oh, didn't they put those posters up? I said, no, oh. I didn't put the posters up. What is going on? This is my fucking life you're destroying this right is, now. I am dying here. <laughs> so she prints out some posters. We quickly go and put them up over the joint. We're, we're talking to all the drop kicks in the bloody pokies and playing punting on the show tonight, show tonight, show tonight. I think, oh my God, how's this ever going to work? And then as we're setting up the sound gear, it might have been maybe you know, four in the Arvo. Someone walks into the room where we're meant to be doing the gig and they go, oh, g'day guys, uh, yeah, we're, we're coming to the show tonight. I said, oh, Fantastic. If you can bring any more people, that'd be great. We've sold 
bloody 15 tickets or something. Um, and she goes, yeah, it was sort of weird because um, we rang up to ask, we rang up reception about the show and said, oh, what's the go with the Aussie Pub Comedy Tour on uh, Wednesday night? And the receptionist goes, oh, no, 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 that's Thursday night. And we go, oh, my God. The fucking receptionist again. So... <laughs> They haven't put up the posters. <laughs> They're telling people the wrong date. <laughs> oh, man. The, the CEO of the joint goes, oh, sorry, guys. I feel terrible. I didn't take it on board myself. I made a mistake when I, I hide that dislike a receptionist. I made a mistake when I let the work experience kid who bloody got dropped on his head when he was 12. Bloody look after the show. But um, we ended up getting maybe 30, 35. Per- the show was great. Yeah. But just the... The up and the down, like it's a roller coaster oh. of emotion. You mm. went through. Mm. Surprised you even went through with it in the end. Oh man, he was he was shitty. We ended up, I think, we just you know took the guarantee. Yeah. And uh, but then drove to Chuka the next night. That was packed out. That was great. So then we go to the Royal Mail Hotel in the Gamby. Cheers, Goldie, Amelia. We turn up and. We're we're on a, we're buzzing again. We're buzzing again. We're, we're back on board, boys. Yeah. The bloody Aussie pub comedy tour taking over the world. There it is. There it is. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> All right, Nagambi, let's bring this shit home. Uh, half halfway, halfway, and uh, turn up. Goldie's running around. Maybe at about one o'clock or something. So hey, are we looking, Goldie? How are tickets are? He goes, oh, mate, we sold thirty. We sold thirty. I wouldn't mind selling a bit more. I said, fucking no shit. Yeah, me too. Thank me you. too. Me too. Like you could pack out uh, about a hundred, and we're thinking, oh man, with thirty tickets, Jesus Christ, this is going to be horrific. <laughs> and me and Franklin, we walk to the bar, and the, the guy laid back. Country dude, that's the thing. You got to remember, country people laid back, laid back. Um, he takes a call, and obviously someone has asked him, "What's the go with tonight's show? Uh, do we have to book tickets?" Because all we hear him say is, "Nah, nah, don't stress. <laughs> now nah, they've sold fuck all. Oh my god, <laughs> get him on the Jesus day. Jesus Christ, mate." <laughs> Mate, me and Franklin have looked at each other and gone, oh, my God, hell, are we get? maybe tell them ticket sales are going all right, mate. Create a bit of buzz. He's like, nah. I've, 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 uh, that bloke, he's, a, he's an absolute rip, ripper. Oh, I can't, can't remember his name. But, um, oh, yeah. nah, nah, don't stress, mate. Now nah, they've sold fuck all. Oh, so he's, uh, he's our marketing manager now, so... He's good. So uh, we ended up getting a hundred, which was great. But just oh, that's good. That's not bad. Just well, that was that was packed out. So that's just the stress of running the gig. The next one, next night, the five-hour trip to Portland was worth it because uh, that was packed out. Um, and then the Anglesey one on the Sunday night, that was another one. It was a bit quiet. It was a bit quiet. So all in all. The first Aussie pub comedy tour. It was a bloody roller coaster. Mixed bag. Yeah. Mixed bag. Uh, so yeah, you sort of just realise after that if you if you if you're organising gigs, you just you almost got to promote it in get, person yourself get, beforehand because you, you can't trust anyone. You got to ta- you got to put the posters up yourself. <laughs> yeah. You can't rely on anyone else to do it. But uh, so that was that. Um, we could go. I could do one where... I've got a, have you got a grand finale, maybe? I've got a grand finale, but this wasn't yeah. an actual gig. Yeah, okay. This was... Um, obviously, 
when you're a comic, something like do you tell someone you you're a muser or what do you? No, I say I, I play drums. I don't play tell, drums. I don't tell them I'm a musician. Well, drummers aren't musicians anyway. But yeah, I, Man, I don't go out of my I, way to say. Oh, it. I love I love me drummers. I love uh, Gordy, friends of Rom, and yeah, yeah the, love... the cavemen of the ensemble. Yeah, yeah, but um, and I'm sort of wary, dependent on who I talk to, like to say that you you're a comic. Sometimes I say I do a bit of stand up. It's very revealing. You know, you're so, revealing a very uh, vulnerable part of yourself and the, everyone's got a different sense of humour And I just as well. hate the fact that you'll say that and then people are like, tell us a joke. Fucking tell us a joke, mate. Tell <laughs> us a joke. And like, you're out on a job site or something in high vis. Go run some gear past us. You know, you've just... <laughs> what kind of gear? You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and you just go, it's never going to work. Plus, you know, I used to do that early on, and people are just looking at me, fucking, that's not funny. I go, oh, God. <laughs> but, um, so I went, I went over to South Africa. Me and my uh, fiancé went to South Africa. It might have been, actually, when it was. Don't tell me it was 2016. No, no, it wasn't 2016. It was right <laughs> after, year. it was right after the first Aussie pub comedy tour. Oh. Our gig, the last gig on the Sunday at Anglesey, I had Monday to get all my money together for, uh, you know, get me travel cards and that. And then we flew out to South Africa. It was a great trip. Everything was going well. And we had friends over in Johannesburg. Um, she's South African. He's Spanish. And, uh, yeah, they live there. And their parents, they're, um, you know... White South Africans over there, they've got a beautiful, like, it's a, it's a mansion mm. in, like, the bush. So a lot of people in South Africa, they some would probably go to the beach, but a lot of people go to the bush. So they'll have, oh, good on them. They'll have like, holiday houses um, in the middle of these game properties where, you know, walking, you know, down a creek bed or something, you're just there having a beer... You know, in the backyard, kicking the feet up, and an elephant will walk past. Hmm. And shit That's like awesome. That. It's unbelievable. And this joint was phenomenal. So we'd organised to go with our friends, uh, her mum and dad. Uh, they had other friends from Spain. They had there's all these different nationalities yeah. and all all people they knew. We were going to go for the weekend or, you know, three nights, to their property, in um, in the middle of this game reserve. And uh, so you know, you know it's like like South African accent, Spanish accent, um, you know, and then there's me, this Aussie guy, like, hey, what's going on? Just sounds horrific. Yeah. And um, no, you don't sound horrific, come on. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, I've heard work. I've heard much worse. Well, it sounds all right in Australia. It's more though when they've got like, so it's we're like catching up and we're. Dr- having a drink and what you do most um, days is you get up early you'd take um, like a special buggy or car and you take it out and go oh there's a rhino there's giraffe there's impala so you do all that yeah. and there was this bloke there who Spanish accent and he was doing like these impersonations he's a pretty funny dude but I'm there trying to I'm popping in all these one liners when we're having a drink we're around the place and I am just so someone will say something I'll be like and everyone just look I am bombing (laughs) for like 
for like two or three days, <laughs> you've got these rich South Africans, you've got these Spanish people, you've got, uh, there might have been some Americans and British and yeah. just all these la di da um, really rich people, yeah. and I'm just dropping in these Aussie one-liner sarcastic bloody bombs, like, <laughs> this is going to land, and like everyone's just like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> so I reckon, yeah, for the first two days, it's just, and I'm just, I'm going, fucking hell, this is, like, <laughs> I'm just getting nothing. I'm eating a dick on every, every bloody... <laughs> One liner, yeah. I've been a dick on everybody. Hey, ba ba ba, and everyone's like, oh, it's like crickets. I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I'm getting to a point where, but this other bike who was their friends, he like, he had the Spanish accent and he's doing impersonations and he's doing this. And everyone's, I mean, fiance's laughing. I'm like, oh, you bitch. Um, <laughs> loyalty. Loyalty, come on. It's like, I don't know if anyone watched Friends, but that that point where uh, Monica and Chandler are together and um, Monica comes home and says a guy she works with is the funniest guy she's ever seen and Chandler's like, ah, what? You know, so it was like that. So I'm trying harder, I'm getting dirtier, (laughs) I'm just doing whatever it can, whatever I could and I'm thinking, bang, but he's like, He's flying. He's got he sounds good. He's he's like impersonating. Velvety smooth. He's imperson- We're on the drive, and he's impersonating the elephants and the giraffes. I go, fuck, this guy's pretty good. But uh, and it got bitch. It got. To, no, I'm just eating a dick. <laughs> Every joke is just to a point where me misses like, give it up, Evo. Um, but I'm a comedian. I know. I, I know. And this is the worst ever. I'm feeling like shit. I'm feeling like who am I? What am I doing? And then on the game drive, he said something else funny, and like everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. and to a point where our friend's mum goes, "Oh, maybe you should be the comedian." I'm like, "Ah, oh, you bitch! Ah, oh, you got me!" Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, so I felt like. Oh, that was the uh, that was the bloody <laughs> the, uh, twist the knife. See oh, you gotta, later. Got to pick your crowd. But even even oh. even the best comedians in the world, though, there are people that aren't going to find them funny. Oh man! And even there are people that don't like the Beatles. Well, I guess so, I guess rich South Africans with multi-million dollar properties, maybe not my crowd. No, nah. I'm more your pizza throwing. Um, <laughs> But also not them Pest. sometimes as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, at that stage, I would have said, give me the pizza throwing gig. Like, well, fuck's out that nigga. Jam it up your ass. You didn't have to put up with it for a few days. Push up your ass. Like, this guy's a... Ah, damn. So it just, like... It crushed me to a point where I can't hang out with these people. I had to go to... Like, no, they're oh. done. They just cross them off. They're blacklisted. That was it. That was it. So, uh, yeah, we don't see those people anymore. I killed them. Good. I killed them. No, so... Uh, that was probably the. I reckon that was probably almost my worst gig, but that was in real life. Yeah, where, uh, I just was eating it. Nowhere to hide, Dick. almost. Nowhere to hide. You just incorporate it into your life as well, don't you? Just like being a being a comedian, sure, you just be trying to bang off wherever you can. I was, I was, and then it's just nothing. I'm going dirtier. I'm going more obscure. <laughs> I said, "What do you people want? Just fucking double do you want a down. Spanish accent? Do you want to, I can't do accents. Love it if Esteban did Eat it. Eat a dick." Um, yeah, so that was uh, that's one that stands out, and probably those they may not even really 
remember it, but uh, that's a comic. They could be uh, talking about this at the dinner table at this very minute. They could be. They go, that guy that Kristen is marrying, he is a fuckwit. <laughs> so, uh, oh, Kristen, you could do better, darling. Yeah, yeah, man. So that's 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 the big closer, mate. That no, was a, yeah, I mean, it was a bloody finale. It was a roller coaster, wasn't it? It was some shit gigs for me. It was some shit gigs for other people. It was it. some bloody terrible promoting. It was good mixture of my depression, life sucks. humor. Yeah. See you later. Don't go to South Africa. It's a hole. (laughs) It's a good, humbling experience for everyone. I mean, there's probably people out there that have done worse. And at this point in the uh, show, I like to also ask, what advice would you give to, uh, we'll we'll specialise just in comedians this week, what advice would you give to someone up and coming in comedy or that's considering comedy? Okay. Um, All that aside, all that aside, uh, if, if you enjoy doing it, if you love it, uh, you just you just got to keep doing it. You got to keep doing it. Um, you know all those shit gigs. The shit gigs make you better. Um, you know, bombing, getting shit thrown at you. Um, if you want to be a comic, you'll do all those gigs, and then you'll just keep. You'll just keep. You know, it'll be like life. Really, it's, yeah. it's comedy. Like there's worse things happening than getting pizza thrown at you or doing Barely. a shit gig. In a public bar, um, I'd rather get paid a bit of cash to stand up in front of a screen with bloody Bathurst on it. Because uh, sometimes you go, what am I doing? And then you go, uh, I'd rather do that than do a day on the tools. So yeah. uh, just if you enjoy it, keep doing it. Um, just forget. The shit gigs, they, 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 they come all the time. Yeah. Um, just keep doing it. Wow. Just keep, if you enjoy it. That's the most optimistic advice given so far. Really? Funnily enough. Oh, <laughs> I've man. Had, uh, I've had people say, it gets worse. Don't do it. Um, book your gigs in advance so they can't cancel on you. And yep. now you, you've actually given some very good advice. Oh, you just, it's all a bloody... Uh... So, I mean, you look back and you, you have a laugh. Yeah. I've done a bloody podcast of all my shit gigs. and I'm still here. Yep. Oh, and you've I'm got your still own, alive. You've got your own podcast as well. I've got my own podcast. Yes. It's called Good Banter good with banter. Um, a good mate and fellow comedian, uh, Tommy Seagat, who also yeah. does the suburban football. So we uh, we pump that out uh, once a week. Um, so get on. It's on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, YouTube, mm-hmm. and I just I don't know if our demographic are YouTube people. There may be more Pornhub, but really? just. Get drag them kicking and screaming into the twenty first century. Get on the YouTube, choice. get on the Instagram, check out the podcast, um, and I guess myself, Instagram, Twitter. Fantastic. Um, yeah, just gigs around the joint. So perfect, mate. That was awesome. Me. Thanks for coming on, Evan. Thanks for the positive advice and yeah. the mixture of humorous and depressing stories. Yeah, uh, it's very entertaining. And I hope everyone listening at home like it as well. Good on you, Joey. Thanks, mate. Beautiful, Cheers, mate. brother. That was good, mate. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out Evan Hocking on Facebook and Instagram to find out where he's performing next. If you enjoyed this, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or whichever podcast platform you're listening from. The theme song for The Worst Gig of My Life is produced by Nathan Laurent. This interview was recorded and mixed by, you guessed it, Nathan Laurent. Coming up next episode, we have our very first full band. It's going to be really fun, and you're going to hear... How amazing my studio really sounds. See you next week.